Here are 10 facts about terroir and its influence on the wines you love. In winemaking, what is meant by the term terroir? Well, terroir or territory describes the complete natural environment in which a wine is produced and includes variables such as climate, soil, and topography. All of these factors and more play integral roles in determining the precise fruit characteristics and flavor concentration of the grapes produced by a particular vineyard and vintage, which is why terroir is king of all considerations in winemaking. In winemaking and in general, what is meant by the climate of a region? Well, climate refers to the average weather conditions experienced by a region, received as temperature, sunlight, and water availability. In other words, it's what you expect to experience for a particular time of year. Climate plays a crucial role in viticulture and winemaking because it largely controls the health of the vineyards and whether they receive sufficient water, sunlight, and warmth for optimal grape growth and fruit concentration. For this reason, climate also determines which grape varietals are grown where. For example, Rios Baixas in Spain has a cool maritime climate, so you'd never grow Grenache there because it wouldn't get the heat it needs to ripen properly. Also, its thin skin would leave its grapes vulnerable to rot. In viticulture, what are the three broad climate types used to describe the average temperatures experienced in the growing season of a region? Cool, moderate, and warm. In a cool climate, the average temperature is 62 degrees Fahrenheit or 16.5 degrees Celsius or lower, such as you find in Champagne, the Loire Valley, and Burgundy in France. In a moderate climate, the average temperature is at the high end 65 degrees Fahrenheit or 18.5 degrees Celsius, such as Friuli Venezia Giulia in Italy and the Willamette Valley in the United States. Although interestingly, the Willamette Valley used to be cool but is now closer to moderate due to climate change. Finally, in a warm climate, your average temperature gets up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit or 21 degrees Celsius, such as you find in Napa Valley in the United States and Argentina in South America. Why is the temperature of a wine region such an important consideration? Well, it helps determine which grape varietals can grow and thrive in that region. If the average temperature for a region's growing season is very cool, such as Champagne, grapes that require lots of warmth and sunshine, such as Grenache, would be unable to ripen in that region. Similarly, sensitive cool climate varietals like Pinot Noir would perish in the hot climate like Paul in South Africa, which is why most of the country's Pinot Noir grapes are grown in cool pockets like Constantia and the Elgin Valley. What six weather conditions can affect a wine vintage? Excessive rain, drought, hot vintages, cool vintages, hail, and frost. We're halfway there. Remember, you can keep studying more flashcards like these in the Brainscape app, which leverages spaced repetition to help you swell your wine knowledge so much faster than any other learning or wine app. What can you expect from wines grown in cool climates or that originate from a cool vintage? You can expect a higher acidity and tart to fruit flavors like citrus because the grapes struggle to ripen in cool climates. On the other end of the spectrum, wines made from grapes grown in warm climates or that originate from warm vintages tend to exhibit fruit-forward, almost jammy flavors and high alcohol because the grapes ripen considerably, producing a lot of sugar for the yeast to convert into alcohol. What are eight factors that influence the climate of a region or even a particular vineyard? So you've got latitude. The further away you get from the equator, the cooler the climate. Then you've got elevation. The greater the height above sea level, the cooler the climate. 
there is large bodies of water like oceans, seas, lakes, and rivers, which have a moderating effect on climate and also provide a source of humidity. Then you have aerosols, particulates in the air from pollution or smoke, which tend to increase the frequency of precipitation. And then there's mountains, which affect airflow and therefore temperature, wind, and rainfall. Valleys and other topographic depressions are natural sinks for cool, dense air, making them prone to fogs and mists. And finally, slope and aspect affect sun exposure and therefore temperature. But also, because of gravity, they tend to drive wind circulations too. What effect do large bodies of water such as oceans and lakes have on grape-growing regions? Large bodies of water have a moderating effect on the temperature of a region. During the day, they absorb the sun's radiation, which cools the air above them. Then at night, they re-radiate that heat back out into the atmosphere, which helps to warm the air. In this way, large bodies of water regulate temperature, which is why in coastal regions, there isn't a very big temperature difference between daytime and nighttime. Another way they moderate temperature is through the presence and proximity of warm and cool currents. For example, South Africa's wine regions benefit from cool air that flows off the nearby Benguela current along the western periphery of the subcontinent. Northern Europe, on the other hand, benefits from the warmth transported up from the equator by the Gulf Stream. How do mountains affect grape-growing regions? They act as a barrier to cool air, which might otherwise flow inland from nearby bodies of water. They drive local air circulations, like strong up and down drafts, which can have a heating or a cooling effect on temperatures. They can increase or decrease rainfall, depending on whether a vineyard is on the rainward or leeward or sheltered side of the mountain. And they can hasten soil drainage if the vineyard is planted on a slope, because gravity causes the water to flow downhill. Now let me explain my third point on rainfall a little bit more. When air air flows up a mountain, it cools and condenses, forming clouds and precipitation. This is called the rainward side of the mountain, and it's typically much wetter and greener than the other side of the mountain. The air then flows down the other side of the mountain, heating up as it flows, creating warm, dry conditions. This is the leeward or sheltered side of the mountain, and it casts a rain shadow over the land. This rain shadow effect creates a sunny, dry microclimate for vineyards on the leeward side of mountains, examples of which include Alsace in France and Mendoza in Argentina. What type of soil is the best for growing grapevines? Loamy soil. These are a fertile blend of sand, silt, and clay, striking a perfect balance between nutrients and drainage. But one of the challenges of loamy soil is that because it's so fertile, it can cause vineyards to become overproductive, which can result in wine that doesn't pack a lot of color or flavor. To counteract this, farmers have to be strict with their pruning regimes so that the grapes get decent sun exposure, which then leads to optimal ripening and the development of those sugars, aromatics, and fruit flavors. Done correctly, loamy soils can yield truly excellent wines. That's the end of your 10 flashcard study round. You can find hundreds more questions like these in Brainscape's collection of wine appreciation flashcards or in our comprehensive flashcard collections for the WSET and Court of Master Sommelier exams. And of course, keep listening to the rest of this hands-free playlist to massively level up your wine knowledge.